destination. Invite you to discover their recipe for the perfect Christmas. Can't we just get on with this thing? We have to open Billy's present first. It's a tradition. I'm really not okay with any of this. If I had a Christmas present for a serial killer? Billy lived here. 15 years ago tonight, something happened in this house. Billy Lenz, the guy that used to live in this house? What happened? I mean, after he washed down his Christmas cookies? The ones he made out of his family? Now it's happening all over again. Christmas episode of High on Horror. High on Horror! Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Chrysler, and Jolly Festivus to you all. We wish you a very happy <laughs> holiday season and are kicking off the holidays with 2006's Black Christmas. I'm one of your three jolly hosts, Chris, joined by... I'm Miles. <laughs> you should have said Chris Kringle. Is that you? Was that your Santa voice? <laughs> yeah, I'm Josh. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> criticisms first, then then introductions. Ever since you said that we should watch this, I've just been like Black Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> the very next day I make cookies with your flesh. Uh, so yeah. Black Christmas, 2006. This is not the original film from 1974. We probably will cover that at some point, but I was insistent that we do the 2006 gore fest that is Black Extremely. Christmas. Extremely. If anything, he had a bit of an attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I like, always no, no, have no. an attitude. I'm very selective of my Christmas festivities. <laughs> but what up, you two? I believe that you you compared this to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And something, what was the other masterpiece uh, you compared this to? <laughs> Friday the 13th, 2009. Yep. Those remakes yeah. are great. People say those are bad. And, so, you know, when I was watching this the whole time, I just kept thinking of Sorority Row. Um, there's like mad Sorority Row vibes in this. Obviously being in a sorority house, but... Uh, <laughs> Before we, it's, it's like, do you think that might have something to do with it? Maybe, maybe a tiny, <laughs> teeny tiny bit. Um, it's like if Sorority Row had a baby with uh, Sin City, kind of. Is that just because of the color palettes? That is okay, correct. I got you. I see, I see where you're coming from. 
let's plug our social media real quick. So uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at H on H pod. Also on TikTok, and we're on Facebook as well. And you can find the show anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. Hopefully you found this somehow and are listening to it. I'm pretty sure that's a guarantee that if they're listening to it, they're listening to I'm it. I'm going to scribe this out and put it in text format so people can read this and be like, what are they talking about? For the hearing impaired. <laughs> um, all right. So let's let's get right into this flick, shall we? Uh, we're first and foremost, let's talk about what you guys thought. And I, I can go first or Miles, you can go first, whatever you want. Well, I think we all have a pretty clear idea of how you feel, but why don't you tell us real quick? So I like this movie. It is a gory slasher. It is. They have a lot of running plot threads through this, which they honestly kind of like overdid it a little bit at points. I thought there's like just so many side plots, <laughs> but as a whole, I really enjoy this flick. It's so brutal and there's a lot of characters who get killed. Plus, you got the sorority house setting, which is always great. So you have a lot of attractive women getting hunted down by a neon orange murderer. Big fan <laughs> of the Oompa Loompa killer. And um, yeah, so I am a big fan of this. And I hope you guys didn't absolutely hate it. But if you did, it's okay. It's very tongue-in-cheek. And it took me a while to acknowledge that because I was like, this man compared this to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> which is a pretty fucking grim movie. And this one is a laugh and a half. I thought it was hilarious. I can't say that I looked at it as a horror movie after that point, except for one scene. I was just like, Jesus. So uh, what do you think of it, Josh? Folks, if you're still here after Chris said we're doing Black Christmas 2006. First, I'd like to say thank you. <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. There, are, it was plenty of things in this movie I like, but as a whole, this movie is atrocious. <laughs> to use your word that you said to describe the newest remake of this film, 2019's Black Christmas. Oh, trust me. You okay? We're gonna have to do the new Black Christmas, and you guys can tell me which one you think is better. I mean, okay. I, I'm sure it's just to. gonna be bad in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there, there were plenty of things I liked, and and we'll we'll definitely get into that. But there uh, are very bad things about this movie that aren't really the movie's fault. So I'll say I'll say it that way. In defense of this movie, the kills are awesome. All of the kills are super brutal. There is so much like Christmas theme in this film. Like <laughs> everything is like Christmas related. Everyone's cell phone ringers are different Christmas songs. You know, you've got the the gift exchange in the beginning. The beginning like running plot is like no one should be alone on Christmas. You got Santa. Santa's in this movie. That means it's good. And there's about 9,000 <laughs> other They tried so hard to make the story compelling. They tried so hard. They're like, but what about this subplot? Don't you want to know about sex tapes? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that so much going on. We probably should tell people if you want to check this movie out, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. 
with ads through the IMDb TV, or it's also on Pluto TV, right? Pluto TV was censored for television, oh, so no. it's like the the gore is probably toned down. Once I saw that, I was like, fuck this, we're going to Amazon, and Amazon just picked it up on IMDb TV. So, lots of fucking ads. HBO Max announced the other day that they're going to edit a new version of Birds of Prey, saying that like the regular one is like too much of a hard R, and everyone's like... A, it's not that bad at all, and B, like you have Game of Thrones, <laughs> like someone's getting right. raped in every episode. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, I thought I thought what had happened was some like they inadvertently uploaded a TV fourteen version of Birds of Prey, and they don't know when they're gonna have the unrated version come out. Am I no? Am I they wrong need on that? To, they are taking out some of the violence and some of like the sexuality to tone they're, it down a bit. They're acting like a bunch of people are watching that movie in the first place. Like I like yeah. Birds of Prey, but it's like <laughs> it's not like it's some like widely acclaimed movie that everyone's like scrambling to see. It's been out on HBO for like a year and a half. Like what? Yeah, I love this shit and I haven't watched it and it's been readily available. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I think I think so we should get in. Let's get into yeah, this movie. Let's, let's do yeah. it. Merry Christmas, Happy Chrysler, um, Happy Chrysler. So, a little bit of background on this film. So, it was released on Christmas Day in 2006, and it was directed by Glenn Morgan, who did the Willard 2003 remake. I actually have you guys seen that movie? I have, yeah. There are some scenes in it that are good, much like this movie. Then the the general plot is a big fat fuck. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I do know what it is, and I would totally watch it for this. <laughs> the Rat King. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so the director, he is a writing partner with James Wong. Uh, they co-wrote a bunch of episodes for the X-Files, and they also created the Final Destination series. Mm. The this is the final film that Bob Clark was involved in. He directed the original Black Christmas from '74, and he also did a Christmas Story. Yeah, <laughs> which I was like, what? Yep. <laughs> they have they have some like little nods to him too. Like the sanitarium's called Clark Sanitarium after him. Um, and he passed away shortly after this movie. So did the composer. So uh, both of their last works uh, were on this film. And the original is like poor. a lot more, I guess, sensible. But like the pr- the phone calls and stuff like that are in this movie aren't like hilarious. They're like, he's like, you're a filthy cunt <laughs> and stuff like this. And they're like, why are you saying these horrible things? On in the original, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, damn. So it's um, even worse. He has that type of language in his movie. And then he makes a Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when they marketed this movie, apparently, in Japan, it was marketed straight up as Final Destination. <laughs> 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 so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> so the opening is uh, we have one of the sorority sisters, Claire. She is signing a letter with a very sharp pen in blood red ink to her sister, Lee, who is introduced later on. She hears like a thump or something, checks the closet, which, by the way, I got to say a lot of horror movie tropes in this. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I like it. They honestly jam packed this thing with a ton of tropes while she's checking the closet. He is shown glowing 
under the bed. Actually, I don't, it's not him, but you think it is. She comes back, she checks for her pen, and it's missing. Then she gets a plastic bag wrapped around her head and then is stabbed in the eye with the blood red ink pen. First kill in like 10 seconds in. Yeah, started off strong. Started <laughs> off real real strong. After that, we cut to the insane asylum. And uh, <laughs> the one scene that I thought was really funny from this part was when the guy, the janitor is going through the cart and he goes, <laughs> he opens the one door and the guy's like, and the three wise men approach and he just puts his food and he's like, nope, and just closes the door. <laughs> Like That's the part that got not. you? What about that one they open it and the dude's got like monster hands? <laughs> like the first guy that For gets me, his cookies it, that just puts his hands out, they're these huge, fat, like Dick Tracy monster hands. <laughs> For me, it was when uh, the guy says... Ain't no place for Santa Claus, especially not on Christmas. <laughs> like, what? And the, the cell block number was 1225. I didn't even notice that. Oh, love it. <laughs> love it. So, yeah, Santa wanders into the wrong wing. The two guys, the the um, security staff and I guess like one of the orderlies starts telling the story of Billy the killer. Uh, a lot of parallels to Michael Myers, but Christmas themed. But like a lot. Lot worse, a lot worse. <laughs> uh, Tastes like, like chicken. Oh take everything because that's like chicken. great about Michael Myers, and then like take all of that away. <laughs> yeah, he tries to escape every year on Christmas, apparently, but yet like they don't have any like increased security or nobody's like on red alert. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so we find out that Billy he killed his family on Christmas. Like you said, they're talking about giving him his dinner. And that one orderly is weird as fuck. He's like, we try to make the chicken dinner taste like his mother. Yeah, it was all just chicken skin. <laughs> Tastes like chicken because it is chicken. <laughs> Much more dramatic pause in between him saying that. <laughs> <laughs> you see like a milk carton fall off the food cart and it wedges one of the doors open. Um, that'll come back into play a little bit later. That's kind of the beginning of Billy's escape starting to take shape. Flash back to the sorority house. Weird ass tradition that they leave a serial killer a present in their house because they live in his old home. How'd you guys feel about that? I don't know why you would turn that into a, into a sorority <laughs> house. <laughs> I mean, we uh, we get a, a good look at some of the sorority sisters at this point, and I was more concerned with that than the gift because we got Harriet the Spy up in this bitch. Yeah, there's a Dude. lot of familiar faces in this. We have her. Yeah. What's her name? Michelle Trachtenberg. Mm -hmm. She's uh from Buffy. Yeah, she was Harriet the Spy when me and Miles were little kids. <laughs> we got what yeah. two two Buffy actresses, right? Mm, the, I the, don't know who's the, the drunk other one? girl, um, Melissa. She's also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is she? Yeah, I don't remember. I know. We also have Mary Elizabeth Winstead talk speaking about birds of prey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which she looks so much different. She like she had that hairstyle for a while back then, and now and then she changed it to the way she looks now, and it's just weird seeing her. <laughs> but it's so it's also weird to think that this movie was fifteen years ago. All of these actresses look familiar, but I could barely place anything that they had done, which is a perfect cast for a horror movie where they're all going to be butchered. What's the other one's name? 
party of five girl, Lacey Chabert. She's the uh, the one that goes outside for a cigarette. She was on Party of Five. She's in Mean Girls. Yeah, she was in Mean. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. The girl from uh, Lost the in first Space, the Family Guy, and Lost in Space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She was on fam. She was on Party of Five in the nineties. I've literally never even heard of Party of Five, so I feel. Kind oh, of really? Different. It had like Nev Campbell and uh, what's his name, the main guy from Lost, the one who plays Jack, Matthew Fox. Yeah. Matthew Fox and Scott Wolf from Double Dragons. <laughs> you're, yeah, I've never even heard of that. I was going to say, yeah. you're saying so many things that I'm just unaware of. <laughs> you know Nev Campbell from Scream. <laughs> no, I know I know, I know her. I pronounce her name wrong all the time, but yes. <laughs> I pronou- Wait, she was in this movie? Yeah. No. no, this was a TV show. This is Party of Five. This was... God damn, we're getting confusing yeah. up in here, just like the plot. It was kind of like Fox's version okay, of so- Dawson's Creek. It's five siblings and their parents uh, died in a car accident, so then they just have to like raise each other because that would be legal. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so back to back to Black Christmas. <laughs> no, we want to talk um, about moderately so better things. To, uh, <laughs> going back to uh, what's her face, Lacey Who, Chabert from Mean Girls that you said. What was her name? It, it was yeah, Lacey Chabert. Yeah, I don't Chabert. know what her character's name is. Um, so she actually. <laughs> Her being in this and being in Mean Girls, Amanda Seyfried, or Seyfried, she auditioned for the leading role of Kelly, but they decided not to give her the part because they didn't want two Mean Girls actresses in this film, mm. which... She is super hot. I'm upset that she wasn't cast. Well, I guess the other girl was. Wasn't the lead girl also in the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot? Yeah, that's yeah, Casey Cassidy. Slash in the bed, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's also from Arrow. She plays uh, Black Canary in Is Arrow. she in Prom Night? The remake? I never so, saw the remake of Prom is, Night. Is that, I know she's not the main in... girl. The main girl is, I think, Brittany Snow. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like we're really caught up in the name of actresses right now. <laughs> I'm flexing my knowledge. I know. Okay, so. I know these people. Back to. <laughs> the house ladies so, from the original back Black to Christmas. The, film, uh, the, the house mom. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we get all of the characters introduced, pretty much all of them, and then I guess we skip the part about Kyle and Kelly making out in the car, but who cares about that? Kyle is super manipulative. He is super manipulative. He's like, aren't we family? Don't you love me more than your sisters? He's not- he immediately turns on a dime as a bad guy. <laughs> Dude, he's yeah. got one of the best quotes <laughs> in the whole movie, which I will be quoting once we get further down into this uh, this film. But I- He also looks like he's 40. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he looks like he's Ted Bundy, is what he looks like. <laughs> yeah, he looks he shockingly close to Ted Bundy. And then the one that I find the most attractive is out there taking shots of tequila by herself and getting super fucked up. Bro, she reminds me, her name is Melissa in the film. She reminds me of Chugs from Sorority Row. <laughs> she, is, she is the Chugs character of this film. And if you haven't seen Sorority Row, definitely catch that one if you like slashers that are kind of dumb. <laughs> we cut back to the asylum, <laughs> the and <plot>. Bi- <laughs> Billy leaves a gift through the uh, shutter of his cell door, which. I did not realize that those cell shutters were two-way. I thought it was like, yeah. only open it from outside. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But yeah, so the guard comes up. He reads the note. It says, I'll be home for Christmas. He's like, like hell you will. He checks in there. He's rocking in a rocking chair, sharpening a candy cane in his mouth. And then he kind of double checks it again and sees that he's gone, quote unquote. 
and he opens the cell empty room and the water fountain attached to his cell wall has been dug out and it looks like he's burrowed away however surprise billy's under the bed and we get our second kill of the film he shanks this dude with a sharpened candy cane What's the most dangerous candy we could give the guy who likes to stab? How about the stabbiest candy? <laughs> the candy cane. He also has Christmas lights hanging up in his room. Like, they would, would not give those right. to someone in a mental facility. <laughs> He'd be lucky to have shoelaces. <laughs> right? <laughs> Kills the guard, and there's a lot of cutting back and forth. I don't know why they didn't just have, like, one continuous scene of him getting out, but uh, the editing was a little questionable <laughs> at this point. So back to sorority hijinks. Megan apparently hates Christmas. Hashtag Grinchbish. And uh, she's watching a sex tape of Kyle. Now, who was this girl? I spent like 20 minutes trying to figure out what girl he was having sex with. Was it Megan? It was her. Yeah. It was her? Okay. And it was just posted online? And that's why she was upset? No, it was a different girl in the sorority. And that's why it was a problem. Um, now that we've confirmed who Megan was watching on the sex tape with Kyle, we almost immediately get our second kill. Megan hears a creak in the attic. She goes up and then gets suffocated with a gift bag or some type of plastic mailing paper or something and is repeatedly stabbed with what looks like a candy cane, but you eventually realize that is actually a unicorn we also would be remiss to mention that Megan gets her eyeballs ripped out after she is killed. Common theme. Yeah, the eyes are important in this one. Jump back to the asylum yet again. Santa's about to get down and dirty with an orderly. <laughs> and she's like, Santa, can I come sit on your lap? It's like, dude, you're going to horny jail, man. <laughs> you're supposed to be at the pediatric ward helping children. <laughs> Santa and, went uh, a little PG for my taste. I was hoping for a very dirty Santa. He should have said, <laughs> no, but you can sit on my face. And he was just like, oh, have you been naughty? <laughs> <laughs> Shortly thereafter, he gets murked by Billy, who has gotten out of his cell. And we don't really see what happens. We just see his shoes get sprayed with a massive amount of blood. <laughs> that happens and, to like every kill. <laughs> it's yeah. just like an explosion of blood. <laughs> I wrote at this and, point, uh, we see he's yellow. Yellow man kills Santa. You know, Santa's not one to keep a girl waiting. <laughs> yeah, Billy has a rare liver disease that Damon. <laughs> makes him glow yellow. He literally looks like there's a Dick Tracy villain that looks just like this and guy. The bad guy in fucking Sin City is also yellow. Yeah. So I conflated <laughs> scenes from this movie and that movie when I was thinking about this movie. And do you know what purpose that serves? None. None, None at all. No, no point. <laughs> just so he looks just so he looks weird as hell. Honestly, it's totally to differentiate Billy from Agnes, but we'll get to that. So fucking stupid. 
So, <laughs> so Billy shoves the Santa into his bag, his whole body, and carries him out. And all we see is his arm, and he gets thrown in the dumpster. Yeah, Billy's wearing Santa's clothes now, but it is not covered in blood somehow, even though we just saw it covered in blood. <laughs> he did a quick clean. <laughs> Uh, I thought the conversation went back at the sorority house when I'm going to call her Chugs. I don't know her real name. <laughs> the alcoholic sorority sister is talking about uh, the difference between a spree killer and a serial killer. Um, I'm pretty sure Billy falls under the serial killer realm uh, because he is now again killing. And we get to hear so the uh, she, the lore of mistletoe again for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, doesn't I, come back into play at all. <laughs> in my notes, I just have history of Christmas from a cynical sorority girl. We hear that Billy's mother hated him. Billy Edward Lenz was born with a rare liver disease that gave him yellow skin. The mother hated Billy. He was not the child she always wanted. When she looked at her son, all she saw was her husband. Then we get this really fucked up scene flashback where she shatters a Christmas bauble over his crib. Because he's yellow. <laughs> and she didn't want no yellow baby. <laughs> also, while every single adult in the room is hardcore blowing smoke in this baby's face, <laughs> every scene with an adult and a child in this has the adult smoking a cigarette right in front of that child's face. <laughs> yes indeed man the cinematography of this movie is so goofy like just the way they structure it there's a lot of back and forth but like it's they could have just done it in one sequence and it would have been coherent but it just feels wild and goofy to me yeah it's because the biggest problem with the movie is that it's poorly written like you can see it by how many different things there are going on and all these weird different like subplots like and how much odd character traits everybody has it's like no one revised this down to be like get rid of this get rid of that like here's a tight scary movie you just get this clusterfuck of a film <laughs> they apparently also had like numerous reshoots because the weinsteins were uh, producing this and they <laughs> well, were seeing the people on set <laughs> They were clashing with the director, <laughs> and uh, a lot of the like really gory scenes were kind of shoehorned in, um, including one we're going to get to very shortly. But I wrote this quote down because um, they do like a whole montage about how Billy's mom is the worst. S Russians shot down Santa's sleigh. <laughs> Santa Claus is dead. <laughs> I was cracking up at that. I was like, oh my God, she's terrible. And... Uh, then we get kind of the backstory of um, Billy seeing his father, who is like the one nice person in his life, getting murdered by his mom's new boyfriend. Then his head is wrapped in the same gift wrap that is used to kill the first two girls that we've already seen go down. Mama and her new boyfriend bury the father under the house and Billy is caught watching them. Uh, they chase him through the bowels of the house and then he goes to the attic and the mom padlocks him in the attic once he's up there. The dad, just to, to put it out there, the dad gets a bag over his head and they hammer his head in and that is why he's reliving bags over people's heads. But also, he just like lived in the walls. 
Like, and they knew he was there, but they kept acting like it was a surprise anytime he, like, would be stirring about. And it's like, you must be feeding him. Oh, yeah. The mom was definitely aware that he was there and was just, like, keeping him as a basically a prisoner. I don't know why she didn't just murder him. So this is where it gets a little goofy. Well, especially goofy. So the sorority house receives an ominous phone call, and there's this weird-ass recording from when Billy murdered his mom, her boyfriend, and their new baby. And it is from Claire's cell phone. Call back to the first death. Now, this is the introduction of the character you were talking about, Miles. The weird-ass sorority sister. I said she looked like the Romanovian dodgeball player from Dodgeball. <laughs> Stalinovsk, Voskovich, Devoskovich. <laughs> so she gives a gift to uh, Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> and... She literally gives her a unicorn painting and says, I know you like the Bible and stuff. (laughs) It's the the pokey unicorn that she killed someone with moments ago. It's so clear she's the bad guy. Like, it couldn't be more clear. And then no one wonders where she goes. No one's concerned for her safety. She just disappears and, oh, there goes glasses. She's gone. Well, I think she says she's leaving, right? Because they or they assume that she left because later on her car comes into play. Yeah, she's not the bad guy, which I wish she had been. They really set it up like she was, and then she just gets killed off. (laughs) I don't remember her getting killed off, but okay. We'll get to it. I thought it was Agnes's daughter upon rewatch. I was like, is this lady related to Billy's... Well, I won't say what he is to Billy. So flashback to the past. Uh, Mom is smashing her boyfriend on the stairs. Disgusting scene. So nasty. This is the nudity Uh, Chris sent us to be like, yeah, see, there's nudity in this movie. It's like a (laughs) middle-aged lady riding an unconscious drunk man on the stairs. She looks like Bellatrix Lestrange on crack cocaine. (laughs) And then let's let's talk about the ad at the top of the screen of the sex scene. <laughs> there was an ad. Oh, oh my God. I was like, wait, in the movie there is an ad? I forgot about that. Well, we have a dick that's getting bigger and someone's pouring Coca-Cola cartoons on it. <laughs> and it's like, get a bigger dick now. But why is the somebody pouring Coca-Cola on the dick? We will never know. Dude, That's how that- you get it to be bigger. <laughs> For those of you who are like, what are they talking about? Uh, the clip that I sent them was from some website. It's like Mr. Skin or something where it like shows sex scenes from films. And it was like one of those banner ads. And it was just repeated, just Coke on a penis over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> we found the, the we found the key to eternal life, boys. And I think it was Josh that said, that's not the kind of Coke women like to do off of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yep the sticky solution <laughs> anyway so gross gross boobs scene yes and then um at this point we get one of my favorite scenes of the whole film well okay wait <laughs> not yet i think i, I think chris is skipping over something <laughs> so so the boyfriend passes out on the stairs the mom's boyfriend and so she has not got her nut yet. So she goes upstairs and she has sex with her son. She has sex with her child son. Disgusting. Her yellow Then we son. get like a... Ugh. It was so nasty. And then we get a flash No, it's, it's, your, it's like, your favorite it's your scene favorite in the movie. Scene. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we get a flash forward nine months later and it 
clearly insinuates that Agnes is his incestual child with his own mother. I wish she was glowing. Right? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be like, how are you going to tell me? <laughs> this ain't it. She's like, uh, what's the yellow green lantern? <laughs> Sinestro. <laughs> this is where All right, she so- says, my little Agnes. And then I was like, oh, that's definitely the glasses girl for sure. But it's and that's when I realized, oh, this is a silly movie. This isn't a serious horror movie at all. Well, especially since the fact that the flashback happens from a close up of that weird girl's face, and then when it comes back from that flashback, it's still on that weird girl's face like it was her memory. <laughs> and then it turns out not to be related to her at all. <sighs> And then we get another campy-ass phone call, from this time from Megan's phone, who was the second person killed. You know, I'm not even going to touch on that conversation on the, the recording or whatever. But then we get Kyle, um, the fuckboy boyfriend, climbing into Megan's room. Hold on. Hold and... on. There is something that needs to be addressed. The one girl has a Nokia brick, but she's fixated on it like it's an iPhone. This is way before iPhones. She just was, like, so enthralled with her Nokia brick, and it's like... What more could you possibly be doing on that? You know, she was getting her high score on Snake. (laughs) Was this also the point where we got the, like, one-line subplot about how girl from Scott Pilgrim, her dad's a NASCAR driver, so that somehow makes her, like, a a rich, uptight (laughs) idiot (laughs) who doesn't know how to take care of herself because her dad's a NASCAR driver? Which means he's probably a fucking redneck. (laughs) Why didn't you make your dad like a senator? (laughs) NASCAR driver. (laughs) She's Southern royalty, Josh. (laughs) Like, we're lucky she, if her dad's a NASCAR driver, we're lucky she's not spitting tobacco on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch didn't know what an ice scraper was. It's funny because, yeah, she didn't know what an ice scraper was, but her dad drives cars professionally. I definitely have friends here in Florida that have never used or seen an ice scraper. But they're somewhere where it snows. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, so we get yet another time jump. Uh, Billy receives a telescope for Christmas. And he promptly uses it to observe the neighbors having a very nice Christmas. Then we cut to Agnes, who looks straight up inbred, because she is. We also get an especially Bellatrix Lestrange crackhead shot of the mother. <laughs> it was She's so still disturbing. drinking out of the same glass like 23 years later. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was so disturbing. She says, you're my cookie and I could gobble you up. That is literally will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I'm going to encounter a girl that's going to hit on you one day and be like, I want you to say this to him. <laughs> Mid, mid-coitus. <laughs> Please don't. Uh, so the mother's boyfriend's passed out, and at this point, Billy kidnaps Agnes to the attic, or so they think, and leaves her doll downstairs with the eyes taken out. Then the mom and the boyfriend run upstairs. He's not upstairs. He's actually down in the living room where they just came from. He's got Agnes's head wrapped in the gift wrap, and he tears her eyeball out. And he eats it. Yeah, he eats eats her eye? He eats Agnes's eye. It's 
Ugh, it was gross, I, and it happens more later, and it was more gross, and it made my stomach turn. It was so gross. They just gross. keep doubling down on, like, the really, really gross parts of this film. <laughs> okay, this is my favorite part of the movie, though. So when he stabs the stepdad, that guy's eye comes straight out through the back of his head, which was ridiculous. <laughs> that whip weapon and... looked like malignant, like the, the crazy... You know what I'm talking about? The stabby thing from Malignant. Trophy oh, the blade, the blade of healing. Yeah. I have a feeling this movie may not be Kakoa Shaw. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> My gut's telling me that. Sherlock Holmes solves another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the scene that I also liked best, but take it away, Chris. We get a couple of pretty cool things. First off, he ties his mom up with the Christmas lights and is like strangling her while he drags her into the kitchen. And then we get the most, in my opinion, the most brutal kill and follow-up of the entire film. Fuck yeah, it is. He, dude, he beats this woman with that rolling pin. For a minute. Straight up like Malignant. <laughs> <laughs> like the stab scene from Malignant. It was hardcore and i loved that he used the rolling pin i thought it was way more brutal than you know any of the knife kills what'd you guys think i'm a little more concerned with what happens two seconds later but yeah that was brutal yeah <laughs> yeah that was good and then they they went right overboard with the next part <laughs> <laughs> so she's dead as hell and he takes a cookie cutter like cookie shaper and starts cutting chunks of skin out of her back in the shape of christmas cookies and then bakes the flesh and puts him on the cookie sheet with a spatula (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't want to burn his hands josh (laughs) um then we get the cops they roll into the house and they find billy eating the flesh cookies and there's a huge like long drawn out scene where they zoom in and he's dipping it in milk and he's just got this meat in his (laughs) mouth with milk running down his face and it is so gross yeah so gross and this is the scene i wa- i probably watched this movie way too young like this came out in 2006 so i was like 13 at the time i watched it the year it came out and i remember watching that scene and that like lives rent free in my head that, that <laughs> cookie scene. it's like if you if you listeners are wondering why i am so deranged it's probably because i watched black christmas and watched him make human flesh cookies and eat it when i was 13 years old up to this point i was like Chris said this is a brutal movie. I have seen very little evidence of that. Like, okay, there's some kills in it. I was unimpressed up to this point, and I was like, this is what Chris was talking about right here. The nonstop beating with the rolling pin and mmm, crispy. Especially for 2006. Like, this movie was definitely elevating the uh, the gore. We get an introduction to a new character in present day. Claire's sister rolls up to the house. I have no idea what her name is. Whatever she was writing on. Oh, the Lee. That's what. Yeah. Lee, who looks old enough to be her mom. And yeah, I think she was also in the. No, she's too young. I feel like there was another person in this that was from the original. But that that how useless is that subplot? <laughs> yeah. Right. So we just needed so another useless. character. I'm her estranged sister. Let me tell you strangers our backstory because your close friend 
my my younger sister has never informed you that I exist. <laughs> I'm 12 years older than her, and we've never connected before. But I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, like it almost seems like they tried to like position this movie at points as like a who done it, but it's very clear that it's the neon yellow guy and potentially his sister Agnes, which sister daughter like, sister daughter Agnes and there's no characters in here that could possibly be either one of those except for the one lady with the creepy ass glasses who apparently that actress the you know the um, dodgeball player actress she was a model so it's kind of funny that they made her look so <laughs> like so unappealing <laughs> dumbed her down <laughs> so Claire's sister Lee is there and she finds a package from Billy to the sorority you see the gift box that his father gave him as a child, the one positive memory in his entire life. And you find Agnes's creepy ass doll with no eyes in that box. And then meanwhile, we see Kyle and Kelly up looking for Megan or some kind of clue about where she might be. And Kyle is trying real hard to keep his infidelity from Kelly. I guess maybe it's not infidelity. He's just being a creeper and filming women without them knowing. No, he's her family, um, remember? It's infidelity. Who's her family? Uh, <laughs> the beginning, he was like, aren't we something special? And then there's a sex tape of him banging her sorority sister upstairs. And a uh, subplot that is so fucking stupid. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, he really doesn't want her to check Megan's computer. And then the power goes out in the house. And unfortunately for Kyle, it's revealed that he was having sex with Kelly's sorority sisters and filming it. This is when my favorite line that he has the entire movie. I call it the old, I wasn't dealing. I wasn't knocking over 7-Eleven's defense. <laughs> 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 it's like that bar's pretty fucking low, dude. <laughs> I'm not a violent criminal. I'm just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, I and he says that in front of like the entire group of women who are all upstairs at this point. It's like, is that supposed to score you brownie points, right. dude? And he's like, I did not put this on the net. A co-worker stole my tapes. It's like, oh, you didn't upload it to the net, huh? Oh, my God. See, uh, that was one thing I was confused about, though. I'm kind of thinking that it was on the net. And he was saying that his co-worker uploaded it without his knowledge or something, which he clearly did himself. Because how would Megan have that video? Do you know how long it must have taken to upload that video to the net? In 2006, <laughs> <laughs> a 14-day event. <laughs> Josh, insert the uh, internet dial-up noise in there, please. Done. <laughs> then we get some more Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim, finding Billy's box of memories up in the attic. The women all see that the neighboring house has power and they start to worry. They're like, why is our house not have power? They put uh, Chugs, the drunk sister, in the shower. Billy's getting a little, he gets a little peekaboo <laughs> through the floor this tiles. This is my favorite scene. She goes, you're better than my actual sister. And the girl goes, Dick Cheney's better than your actual sister. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to see. Yeah, what was that line? That, it, and then we get to see. My favorite female in this movie, ass naked, and it was fantastic. Yeah, she was a babe. But also, the way she was taking a shower, did you see, like, 
She had her back completely arched with her butt out. And I was like, who showers like that? It was for us, man. It was for us. And Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah shut up, Chris. Don't take away the only good part of the movie. <laughs> and the, the bro- uh, what's-his-face, Billy, is under the tiles looking up at her from, from below getting coot shots. She doesn't notice all these tiles moving as he's, like, following. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it. Right. <laughs> The person I was watching with was like, what would you do if he just like stuck his tongue through the floor and licked her foot? She wouldn't even know. She has like the body of like a hot nurse or a stripper or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was an attractive thing. <laughs> then we get the next kill. Dana is smoking a cigarette on the front porch. Also, AKA, I think it's Gretchen Wiener from uh, Mean Girls. And... She drops a cigarette down through the one hole, one of Billy's little eye holes. And <laughs> I was waiting for her to shoot back up. <laughs> I know. There's someone down there. And uh, so she hears shuffling. She goes down. And we get a kill with a garden trowel. You crazy bitch. I can see your breath. And we get a reveal. Agnes, Billy's sister, daughter, is the one who kills him or kills her. Which, because it, it can't be Billy, because he's not, their person's not glowing neon. Um, and it also explains how people were getting murdered prior to Billy's escape from the insane asylum. Which I was kind of wondering. That bitch is built like a fucking linebacker, too. She's grabbing people by the face and throwing them across the room and shit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a man in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And the reason she was going, <laughs> the reason she went under the house is because the breaker is under the house? Like, what? Yeah, none of these fuse box switches work because the main breaker is underneath the porch. When you live in an environment where it snows. The calls kind of reminded me of, like, uh, when a stranger calls. That's another little, little tropey. This is where we find out what happened to the Romanavian dodgeball player, Eve. They're like, that bitch didn't leave. Her car's still outside. And they open the car, and her decapitated head rolls out. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. What she doing? Sleeping in her car? It's like zero degrees out. Formally crossing her off our suspect list in this whodunit, where it's very clearly not anyone in the house. <laughs> At this point, they're freaking out. They call the police. Cops can't make it out because the roads are iced and there's fallen trees, so they're cut off from civilization. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, the house mom and Ramona Flowers decide they're going to leave to go get help while the surviving sisters decide they're going to hold down the fort because they don't have confirmation that Claire is dead. Then we get the scene where Ramona Flowers doesn't know what an ice scraper is. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, so stupid. <laughs> they get the car running and you think that ramona is going to get snatched while she's outside of the car still uh she does not so we get some you know tension with no uh no release but ramona gets in the car and the house mom's like i'm about to clean this car up so she starts scraping then she scrapes off one section and then she sees billy's yellow ass eye and then just a massive blood spray inside the car. Every window is covered. <laughs> just buckets of blood. 
Then we get one of the most comical kills in the entire movie. She stumbles backwards <laughs> in shock and fright, bumps into a column, and an icicle falls down and impales her through the head. What? That's the worst luck anyone's ever had, ever. <laughs> I'm at a location with two serial killers. And I kill myself on accident. <laughs> Earlier they say it's zero degrees outside, but then they show icicles melting just to show you that there are icicles that are like, oh, it might fall off. But if it's zero degrees outside, that bitch isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's not dripping. <laughs> I love how they foreshadowed the icicle kill, too. A little bait and switch. <laughs> Meanwhile, inside, Mel... It goes 1v1 against Agnes with a ski, and she actually does some work on her. She beats the hell out of her, and had she kept going, she might still be alive. But she decided to run, which you don't do once the killer's down, people. Listeners out there, if you're ever in a situation where you got the killer on the ropes, you don't relent. Then we get a crazy-ass kill where she throws a pair of ice skates like a fucking lariat <laughs> in Roman times, and straight up cuts... Mel's head into a cross section, which I did like the gore there. That was a pretty gnarly uh, shot of her with like her face basically sliced off. Also, Agnes being built like a linebacker, that's the only way that she could have thrown those things hard enough to slice her head in half <laughs> at range. Yeah. <laughs> so hardcore. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> Uh, then we got Chugs. Chugs. Chugs is passed out in the bed, and she starts to get fondled by Billy. Now, apparently, they cut a scene out where there's like a straight up rape of her, which I'm happy that we did not have to watch because this movie already has enough disturbing shit in it. So she gets fondled. She's she wakes up. She grabs the unicorn ornament, which is sitting on the bedside, and tries to stab him, misses, and then unfortunately for her. Agnes is also in the room and stabs her in the face in both eyes. Fixation on eyes in this movie for sure. Kelly and Lee run into Mel's room and they've they're in full survival mode. Kyle bursts into the room and at this point they all discover that Chugs has had both her eyes gouged out. They thought she was just passed out. They also realize that the killer is upstairs because they hear creaking and also see the phone light up up there. And they decide to go to the attic. Kyle has a fucking butterfly knife. <laughs> <laughs> For no reason. For no reason. Of course. Kyle definitely seems like the kind of guy who just carries a butterfly knife, though. But he's not knocking not over 7-Eleven, so I don't know. <laughs> he's not a bad guy, Chris. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to use that sometime. <laughs> well, I wasn't dealing and I wasn't knocking over 7-Eleven. <laughs> the lowest of all bars. So Kyle gets bag-headed. Uh, he kind of fights them off for a little bit. Um, he's still got the bag on his head. And then Agnes stabs him in the eye with the unicorn ornament. And then Agnes proceeds to remove Kyle's eyeballs and eat them. Yeah, Meanwhile, Lee is freaking out because she sees that claire is dead which at this point you would kind of have to assume claire's dead right everyone else is fucking dead there's multiple serial killers in the house but yet she's surprised and then she falls through the ceiling for no reason <laughs> <laughs> and she's acting like she's about to fall a hundred feet she falls like five and a half feet to the ground <laughs> 
I feel like the only reason they had her fall through the floor is for this next scene so they could have a straight up wall fight. <laughs> this was the coolest scene um, in the movie. Like, this was a little, like, crazy combat. Like, cool's not the word I would use. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've just never seen this in a movie before. This is, like, the most unique shit. This and the cookie cutters. I did wall like the part combat. where Agnes fell down the entire inside of the <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> And just kind of ping-ponged way down. Agnes is a dude. Agnes is Dean Friss, who is just a cameraman that works with like the writer and producers because he worked on the Final Destination movies too. So they just grabbed their camera dude and were like, "You you would fit this role of an like, incestuous twenty two year old girl." They're like, "You're a man. Do you want to play this guy's sister who doesn't have eyeballs?" And and question for you. Did she? So she didn't have eyes because Billy took them out, right? He took one out, so okay, she so had a the, fake eye. Got you. So the one that got pulled out was not her real eyeball, or like got um, <laughs> what was the fork? Uh, it's like yeah. some kind of holiday fork for yeah. It was it was for toasting marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> course it is we also get a pretty dope shot though i like this the gruesome christmas tree with eve's head as the tree topper and everyone's eyeballs <laughs> as the ornaments everyone whose eyeballs haven't been consumed by agnes to gain their courage <laughs> <laughs> and then it gets set on fire with her head still on. <laughs> <laughs> because of course it does <laughs> Billy also enters that, that room, and then we get the ensuing wall fight, and Billy gets lit on fire during this scene, and Kelly and Lee run out of the house after uh, Lee saves Kelly by breaking through the wall, and then we get a shot at the hospital where there's a newscaster reporting what went down. Um, fun fact, this hospital at the end is the same one from the series Supernatural, um, and Kelly's actress also appears in Supernatural. So, a little fun fact for our Supernatural fans out there. Look like Halloween kills. Yeah, evil dies tonight. I wanted someone to scream, evil dies tonight. <laughs> I was waiting for it to happen, man. One of y'all want to round us out on this film in the uh, third act. So, Technically, I guess it's the fourth act, right? I, it's like the epilogue. This thing. is a five-act movie. So, we're in the fifth act now. The, uh, <laughs> this is a 27-act movie. It really movie. is, though. So, uh, we cut to the coroner. He's got two body bags. The coroner's got a crazy conversation happening with his Bluetooth headphones. Turns into such a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kids are going to have to wait. I'm at work. Right? <laughs> he drinks something yucky. I don't know. I wrote that. And then uh, it was a, he was ma he was making eggnog and rum in like a beaker. <laughs> it looked gross. Um, and then he thinks something's going on in Agnes's body bag, so he unzips it, and it's like, nope, it's Billy with a pneumatic saw behind him. Zzz, gets it. I like the variety of weaponry used by Billy. He's definitely not tied down to one weapon, which I can appreciate. He's very versatile as a killer. He's got half Bernie face, just like Michael Myers. Yep. <laughs> I thought you said half Bernie face, like Bernie Sanders. Yeah, he's got half Bernie Sanders face, <laughs> half Anakin Skywalker face. I once again come to ask you to die on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing I have written is package from beginning. It was for the big sister. Like that's 
when it dawned on me that the very beginning of the movie is the girl <laughs> that was the sister. Then Billy climbs into the drop ceiling of the hospital, which is the kind of thing that if a cat was up there, it would fall through the ceiling. But Billy's a <laughs> and, spider monkey up there. And so does Agnes. Agnes is up there, too. They're tag teaming on this fucking false ceiling. Yes, exactly. And then I wrote, guys, I think I think you're forgetting how how well adapted they are to uh, climbing through yeah. housing, ceiling <laughs> combat. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys forget the wall fight? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and then I wrote, "This is a really short movie, but it sure fucking drags." <laughs> then Agnes kills Big Sister. And there's blood on the ceiling, and for some reason there's a big red button. Am I skipping a bunch of shit? My notes get real foggy at this point. Nope, you're good. <laughs> I'm good. All right. How did did Agnes use the unicorn to uh, kill? Claire? I believe so. And um, cool. so I don't remember what the big red button is. Oh, it's it, an emergency button for the nurses, but the nurses aren't paying attention. Yeah, and it locks the doors. So. The main girl kills Agnes with the AED and, like, shocks her to death in the face. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Defibrillates her to death. <laughs> Didn't they do that in Halloween Kills? I believe somebody does in some movie. In the history of movies. Yeah, it's definitely not the first time I've seen it. Yeah. And then she hits Billy with a crutch a whole bunch. and Oh, Scream 4. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, then uh, Billy gets away from her and uh, she impales him on a Christmas tree somehow. Yeah, she beats him with a crutch and it like bends in half and she throws it down and goes merry christmas motherfucker and goes to run away and he's just like what the fuck and grabs the crutch and trips her (laughs) 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 and then yeah she like tries to strangle him over the railway of the staircase and she like flips him over and he gets impaled on top of a christmas tree (laughs) i feel like that was a fitting way to kill the christmas killer for sure it's a, the most poetic kill in the movie, even though they were trying to make all of them poetic. This is the only one that actually mattered. And that's the end of the movie. We made it through Black Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> yeah. I'm a different man now. <laughs> so, Chris, do you stand by that this is of the same caliber as the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Friday the 13th, 2009? Definitely not in terms of like being a good movie. I, I think what I meant when I said that was more that I enjoyed this just brutal-ass remake, which, I mean, I haven't seen the 74 version of this film, actually. Um, but from what I hear, this is significantly gorier. Uh, but it's definitely not on par with either of those movies. It's uh, But... I this is like a guilty pleasure movie for me. Like this is one that I feel like I would watch every Christmas moving forward, like Krampus. You use that word pleasure so so liberally. <laughs> I feel like if they remade this movie again, Katy Perry would be in it for some reason. <laughs> you can't remake it again. <laughs> I can't believe they remade it again in 2019. I was like, you just did this. Yeah, I haven't seen that one either, but Trent just told me, Trent from Geek Peak told me it's an abomination. <laughs> it has Imogen Poots in it, which, whose name I just love saying because it's so fun. <laughs> Imogen Poots. Sounds like a prepositional phrase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we, we should 
drop our ratings on this. Um, but before I do, I appreciate you guys humoring me on this one. And uh, listeners, I would stand by the fact that if you like slasher movies, you should catch this flick. And with that being said, what are we going to rate this? Are we going to rate it eyeballs? Skin cookies. Skin cookies Ooh. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I am going to give this a solid three and a half skin cookies. Whoa. <laughs> Man. Yep. <laughs> I'm going five. No, I'm just kidding. This is a one and a half. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> one and a half skin cookies. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go. I'll also go one and a half skin cookies. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Different strokes for different folks. But I will stand by that. And as far as Christmas slashers, this is definitely the best Christmas slasher. I think that the rest of the month may disagree. Yeah, you haven't seen Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> that is true. I have not. I heard that movie's terrible, but I'm excited to watch it. No. It's amazing. I saw the one from the <laughs> 70s and the one from the 70s. It's not great. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I love watching new stuff, and I appreciate uh, Josh. I appreciate you watching this for the first time. Miles, I appreciate you watching this again. <laughs> it was a slog, but we, we did it because we love each other. It's the yeah. Christmas spirit. <laughs> yes, this is my gift from y'all. Thank oh, you. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you liked us. <laughs> we just said a bunch of nice stuff, and then you said something very bad. <laughs> So what are our socials, fellas? Well, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We post fire memes and little clips from our episodes and funny pictures that Josh cooks up in his evil lab in his workshop, if you will. Uh, that is at H on H pod. We also have a TikTok where Josh is posting steady, hilarious little video clips and things of that nature. And uh, maybe he'll even post uh, some Funko videos, uh, some horror Funko videos coming up. If you if you guys are on the nice list, if you're on the naughty list, you're gonna have to rewatch Black Christmas a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Never um, again. <laughs> and you can also find us on Facebook, and we are available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you are so kind as to have finished this episode. Definitely drop us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Good Pods. We very much appreciate it. And uh, am I missing anything, fellas? Oh, our merch. We have a ton of merch designs. We have some really sick merch designs. You should go check them out. A bunch of references to stuff in our other episodes. We even have a Koa Shaw approved t-shirt, which has not been... Uh, we haven't been contacted by the attorneys from uh, Warner Brothers yet, so we're, we're still good on that. Yeah, um, fuck them. Come at us. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but definitely check that out. It's uh, Josh, what's the URL for that one? It's uh, h on hpod.threadless.com. I still have to put up the skunk one. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to an angry skunk that says, Leave us alone. <laughs> if you would listen to our antlers episode. <laughs> I need to figure out which one. I haven't bought any yet. I want to get like our OG logo t-shirt, but there's, I'm probably going to cop another one, and I haven't decided which one I want to get because there's some really good ones on there. <laughs> once I get paid I from these. I hope to wind up with them all. Once I get these uh, Black Friday sales and get all that moolah, I'm definitely going to spend all of it on multiple high on horror shirts. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. All right. Well, I think we can round this one out. I uh, hope everyone has a great holiday season. Make sure that you're not alone on Christmas per this movie. It reinforces that about 50 times. But they're surrounded and, uh, by people, Chris. There's too many people. <laughs> yeah. There's literally like 17 characters <laughs> in this movie. Um, so remember, life is tough. So why not get high on ho?